This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 22. And well, to tell you the truth, we are dealing with a passage that teaches us a fundamental bottom principle. And that is, if, if you care about other people and you care about your neighbor, you'll take care of the things that matter to them. And I think in our society today, we are at a turning point uh, in society. And, and one of the ways you can tell that is because people don't care about other people's stuff. They don't care about other people's belongings, possessions. They don't care about what other people have done or worked real hard for to accomplish. They just they just live for themselves and live for the moment. Now, if you say this is something that's not ever happened before in human history, that's not true. And the way we know that is because in Exodus, God's telling them, listen, you got, you've got to care about each other's stuff. Now, remember, they, they needed that teaching really, really early because they didn't have a lot of stuff. They didn't have a lot of possessions. They were slaves and slaves are owned by people. That's that the type of slavery that they were in, which was a permanent servitude, which means they were permanently owned by the Egyptians and the Egyptians decided everything that happened to them. They did have some property that were that was theirs, but that was more because the Egyptians needed them to have the ability to grow their own food and grow their own resources because they didn't want to have to handle that. They they gave them the ability to have a little bit of their own resources in order in order to sustain their lives so that they could be of value to the Egyptians. But that didn't mean that they had a lot of property and that didn't mean that they had a, a, a lot of resources. And then when they leave Egypt, uh, remember, they plunder the Egyptians. They take everything that the Egyptian people give them resources and say, go, get away from us, uh, take this and get out of here. And so there's a lot of a wealth as far as gold and silver and clothing. But there's also other resources that are important, carts and, and animals, um, sheep and donkeys and cattle and oxen and all those things that are real important and they take them and they and now that now they go from a people who really had very little to a people who have a good bit of resources out there in the wilderness now they don't have a uh, steady supply of food that they make but God's providing that and they don't have a, a steady supply of water but God's providing that and so the truth is their resources the value they've become a fairly wealthy people for that time period they don't have banks and huge bank accounts. They're, they don't live like we live, but they do have resources that most people around them would not have because the Egyptians gave them of their treasure. They gave them of the things that they had to get them out of Egypt so that they wouldn't have a bunch of bunch of children dead like they did and a bunch of firstborn passing away. God judged them and they left. And so they needed to be taught that other people matter. 
And I, I talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago, but self-awareness and how you affect others' lives is important. And oftentimes, we don't learn how to do that. Scripture teaches us to do that. And a lot of the way we run society will give you an indication of the health of society when we decide that it's important that people understand that uh, they have a duty to take care of other people's property. And that's why when you, when you have juveniles, young adults who are they're feeling their oats, they're beginning to do crazy stuff with cars and things like that, we have to teach them not to do that. Why? First of all, you'll kill yourself, and uh, we don't want you to kill yourself. Second of all, you might kill somebody else, and we sure don't want that to happen, especially if you're doing something wild and crazy, because that's got that's got ramifications for both parties, the party who dies and you. It's going to permanently affect your life. But third of all, you might tear stuff up. You might run into a building. You might destroy somebody else's property. And understanding that what I do and how I live my life should, ex- at least I should be cognizant. I should think through what I, whether what I'm doing is going to be destructive of something that's valuable to somebody else. Because the things that are value, valuable, that matters to people. They have emotional attachment to things. And G, even Jesus said, where your treasure, where your heart, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, we want our heart to be in God's uh, hands. We want to give our heart to God. But a lot of people have given their heart to a lot of other things. And if we're just going to live in civil society, properly with each other, we got to care about the things that other people have around us. And especially if they give us things to keep for safekeeping, it matters to them. And verse 10 of Exodus chapter 22 leads us through a little passage here where it says, these things are important. He says, if anyone gives a donkey or an ox or sheep or any other animal to their neighbor for safekeeping, and it dies or is injured or is taken away while no one is looking, the issue between them will be settled by the taking of an oath before the Lord that the neighbor did not lay hands on the other person's property. The owner is to accept this, and no restitution is required. Notice, you you keeping an animal for safekeeping. You've been asked to take care of this animal for a little while, and they're important animals. Remember, these resources are very important. Donkey, ox, sheep. They produce resources for the family for years to come. The donkey and the ox are going to provide a lot of labor and food. And then the sheep, obviously, is going to provide resources and milk. Goats also milk. They're definitely going to provide resources for the sheep in, in, in clothing and wool. And so these things matter to the people, and they're, continually source, they're continued sources of income for them. And, and if you take them and keep them, and they die or are injured or taken away while no one's looking. And that refers to an animal, some some animal out there, predator, taking them away. And you didn't see what happened. They just uh, took them away. He says the issue between them, because there is an issue. Notice there's an issue. I have a resource that I asked you to keep for me safely. And you said you would. And now it's gone. And so there's a matter between the two. Now, it says if settled by taking an oath before the Lord, notice they're to go and deal with God between each other. And by the way, that's basically the most important principle that we need to learn as a church when we're dealing with issues between parties in the church. The issue needs to be handled, usually needs to be settled between the two parties in God. And the way that's best handled is that both parties seek out the will and the plan of God in their lives 
and they seek out God's heart on the matter, and they do right by each other. Or and that that's a phrase that we use, but it is an I think it it is a clear indication of what we should do. We should do righteousness to each other. We should do things that uh, come from our faith in Jesus Christ, which is the it, it results in righteousness. We should do rightly by each other, and so they should take an oath and and the owner is to accept this. And no restitution is required. Notice he's saying, you take an oath and you say, I promise you, I didn't do anything to hurt your animal. I didn't do anything to lose your animal. I was not in any way acting wrongly toward you and your property. And you're to accept that. That's what it says here. We're to care about each other's property. You're to, you, the reason you entrusted that property with your neighbor is because you knew that neighbor had, a, had an understanding that, that, that this is important to you. And when you lost that pet property, the owner understands that it wasn't because you were trying to. It's because uh, of something that was beyond your ability to deal with. It says, but if an animal was stolen from the neighbor, restitution must be made to the owner. Notice, if the animal is stolen, you got to give back what, it w- what was taken. If it, if it was torn to pieces by a wild animal, the neighbor shall bring in the remains as evidence and shall not be required to pay for the torn animal. Notice. Predators happen if acts of God, that's what we call it in in the uh, legal profession, if an act of God happens, it's not going to be uh, your fault. And uh, one of those acts of God is that his creation destroys things. And uh, because sin's in the world, and because the the universe is marred by sin, the there are turbulent forces at work in the universe that are going to destroy things. And if that happens, uh, you're not responsible for it. He says, if anyone borrows an animal from his neighbor, notice not you were not asked to keep it safely, you're borrowing. Why would you borrow an animal? You would definitely borrow an ox or a donkey for a lot of purposes, for as a beast of burden, as an animal that can carry a lot, is very strong and can carry a lot of weight. And you may need that to happen. You may need them to move your cart. You might need them to uh, move property. It's basically asking your neighbor to borrow their John Deere tractor or borrow their skid steer to borrow one of their heavy pieces of equipment because you got some work to be done. If you're asking for that and and it's injured or dies while the owner is not present, they must make restitution. Meaning if you're going to ask for it, you got to take care of other people's stuff. And it's a sign of, it's really a sign of immaturity when a person doesn't understand that when they borrow or rent or lease property, that they should take care of it. And now sometimes you don't know what the problem is and you don't know how exactly to operate the piece of equipment and you may uh, tear something up. But I'm talking about willful neglect, willfully neglecting something that is somebody else's. And this is a spiritual issue. It's not just a physical issue. It's a real spiritual issue. We're to care about other people's things because they have invested their life in it. And you go, I don't really get that. Yeah, you do. How many of y'all just love to be at work all the time? You love it. There's some people who do, but a lot of people don't. And the reason they go to work is so that they can take care of their family and so that they can have the things that are uh, required for their family to have an easier life, a better life. When people invest their lives into work, into labor, that means they alienate their labor. They sell their labor in order to get resources so that they can have good things for their family. They've invested their life into those resources. If you think about it, they've given away their time and their energy and their effort for those resources. And we should care about 
other people's resources. That's why theft is theft is dealt with so severely in the Bible. That's why a lack of being understanding that the other person's property is valuable to them and not taking care of their property is important. Uh, and, and God says that's a character flaw. That's a problem. And that if you don't take care of somebody else's property, when you've they've lent it to you, they've allowed you to have it, whether you've paid for it or not. If you don't take care of their property, what you've got here is you've got a place where there needs to be restitution for that. If you don't take care of other people's stuff, you need to pay them back for it. And understanding that that principle leads you all the way back to saying, I care about you and I care about what you've invested your life in. And I don't want to be destructive of what you have and what you've done. I want to value you and the way I value you is I value what you've invested into. And, and so I don't want to tear up your car. I don't want to tear up your lawn. I don't want to tear up your something that's in your house. And if I tear it up, I want to compensate you for it because well, because I don't want I don't want you to lose have loss. And boy, that's a that is the heart do unto others. If you notice Jesus says it says it so perfectly and so well. One of the great philosophical comments in history, one of the great philosophical instructions in history, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That is a that is an understanding of caring about someone else. And you do to them like you would uh, like to, you treat others like you would like to be treated. You do for others like you would have them do for you. These are very powerful understandings and notions, and they bring about a very uh, powerful understanding of what God's doing and how he's at work. And when you see somebody laboring and, and investing in, in something, you should care about it. He says, but the owner is with it. If the owner is with the animal, and the borrower will not the borrower will not have to pay if the animal was hired. The money paid for the hire covers the loss. Notice, if you don't take care of it and you leave it out there and it gets destroyed, you got to pay for it. But if you were using it and you were watching over it and taking care of it, and something happens to the animal, you you don't have to pay for the animal. Your what you paid to to rent the animal is going to handle that. I, I I I can't say it enough. You you can tell the maturity of a person by how much uh, they care about other people. That is the definition of maturity. If you go to the New Testament and try to sum up what God is trying to grow us into, he's trying to grow us into himself. And if you look at, okay, what is God at his core? God at his core is love. And what is love? Love is caring, concern, doing, giving to others that what what is beyond what they deserve, caring about them beyond themselves. And that's what God did. He cared about us and he gave us a redemption and he gave us a relationship beyond what we were capable of achieving on our own. He cared about us. And in the midst of our troubles and sorrows, he provided for us. Well, a mature person is going to care about other people. And when they care about other people, they're going to care about the things that matter to those people. And uh, they don't walk around always self-oriented or selfishly thinking all the time. Uh, they consider their actions and what their actions are going to do to the ones around them. And when they consider those things, they do right by them. They do rightly toward them. And when you do rightly toward someone, you build the kingdom of God and you make things great in the kingdom of God.
And why not do that? Why not? Because we aren't grown up yet. But if you are doing that, you can for sure 100% know that God's really dealing with you and growing you and and preparing you to do big things in the lives of others because he's already given you the tools that are necessary for those things to happen. And so I pray that'll be the case for you. I expect it to be the case for you. I, I know that if you've been following through these Bible studies, you you have a heart for God. Now it's time to have the same heart that God has, and that's a heart for others. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.